Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is why all the shortages? What's really going on? And today we're going to kind of do a little bit more talking than just reading the other news and things like that. So why all the shortages? Or a better question might be, why shut down the oil pipelines? What's really going on? Or are the trucker, the truckers' strikes, the Canadian truckers and now the American truckers, are they really helping? Or are they actually part of the problem, meaning are they actually doing what the Moloch and Ball worshippers want done, not knowing that they're really not helping? But the big question we want to start with is, why raise gasoline prices? Okay, so let's just talk about it for a second. Now, you recall JB, when he first came into office, immediately stopped the oil pipeline from being completed. He also stopped the wall from being completed. He's also taken down the borders and just let all kinds of people, all kinds of serpents and snakes sneak in. Many of them are military-age people. My guess is they'll be handled, handed cell phones, and then at the right time, they'll be called and said, show up here, and probably a little bit of brief training and say, here's what we want you to do. We want you to go blow up this. We want you to destroy that. And that's part of the, some of the people will start fighting against the government from Dimitri's prophecy. But why raise gasoline prices? Okay, well, there's a lot to that. You have to understand the Moloch and the ball worshipers control the gasoline and just about everything else out there. I'll give a specific example. Um, Lindsey Williams, in his book, where is the oil energy non-crisis was the name of it. And uh, Lindsey and I still are friends today. We stay in contact. As a matter of fact, I've called him last several times and wasn't able to, to reach him, left a message, but I think he's out of the country. But uh, so we stay in contact. And I remember he told a story. He said we were going out into north of the slope of Alaska to check what we thought would be a massive oil field. And he said, according to their test, it turned up to be probably the largest oil field found on the planet. He said from that one oil field, we could supply America and probably all of the North American continent with all of the oil that they would ever need for probably the next hundred years. But of course, they shut it down. Now, I understand that they've opened some of it up, but the, back to the, the question. So why are they raising the prices of gasoline? Well, first of all, if DJT was in the, how do I say this? Got to watch my words. <laughs> if he was still in control, they wouldn't do it. Now, yes, they can control the prices of the oil that they own, and they do control the oil. They do control the prices. But also, they have to work within certain limits. And if DJT was still in charge, the prices would not be going up like they are. But back to the question. So why are they raising gasoline prices? Well, there's a lot of different things. One of them is they want to go they want us to get the whole world, especially America, to get away from fossil fuels, which, by the way, that's a misunderstanding. Uh, crude oil does not come from fossil fossils. It's not made from pre-flood plants and animals. It is actually created, they estimate, about 25 miles down, deeper than mankind can drill. And it is constantly being created 
from the byprocesses, from the processes deep in the ocean, excuse me, deep in the planet, and also from the rotation of the Earth. For example, there were many wells that were pumped dry, and so they just capped them. They came back five, ten years later, and all of a sudden, there was oil back in the formation. Now, did they kill a bunch more dinosaurs and plant them down deep in the earth? No. It's because it doesn't come from pre-flood plants and animals. It doesn't come from dinosaurs. Another case in point in Lindsay's book, he said they were drilling in Alaska, and he said they ran across a frozen frog. He says it was large as a, a plate, a dinner plate. And he said they, they threw it out, and he said, but it began to thaw out. And of course, a frog, even though it's frozen for thousands of years, once it begins to thaw out, it comes back to life. So this huge plate-sized pre-flood frog was coming back to life. And then he says it was not for, like, I believe he said it's 1,000, another 1,500 feet below that before they ever struck any oil, meaning that there was a level of plants and animals and then 1,000, 1,500 feet below that is where they found oil. So for many, many reasons, it doesn't come from pre-flood plants and animals. It comes from byprocesses down deep in the ocean. I keep saying it. Down deep in the, in the planet, deep in the, in the earth. So there's actually plenty of crude oil. And it is my opinion that you could actually deal, drill many places, if not even most places on the planet, and if you drill deep enough, you would hit oil. And not every place, of course. Um, and I've obviously done some research on that, being president and CEO of Prophetic Oil, with the vision one of these days to go over and drill and find and present oil to Israel. And that's another topic we'll have to get to down the road. Okay, so back to the question. Why raise gasoline prices? Because they want to get us away from gasoline. They want to get us to electric cars. Okay, why? You remember, Henry Kissinger said, and I'll show you the quote in just a second, he who controls food controls people. He who controls energy controls entire continents. He who controls money controls the entire world. Well, who is it that controls the energy right now? Well, that would be your international oil companies, which are Molokan Ball Worshipper owned, just like the NFL teams, just like so many other things. They control just about everything. I, tr- I, had, a, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. Don't get me going on that. My goodness. So I walk in and you got to wear a mask and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Stan. Move on. <laughs> I can't say very much good. So anyway, back to the, the point. Why raise the gasoline prices? Because they want to get us to switch over to electric vehicles. Well, why? Why do they want to get us to switch to electric vehicles? It's all about con- control. They can control an electric vehicle much easier than they can a gasoline vehicle. Try to picture, let's move down the road five, six, seven years. If they were able to pretty much get people to switch over from gasoline vehicles to electronic vehicles, how does that give them more control? Well, not all of the gasoline vehicles you can shut off electrically from satellite, but all of the electric vehicles, and you can rest assured they've got back doors into all of them, and it's probably if we could jump into the future five, seven years down the road, we would probably find that if they have their way about it, 
most all of the vehicles would be electric. Why? Is electric better than uh, gasoline? No, uh, I don't believe it is. And besides that, it's not the point of efficiency. It's the point of control. Again, he who controls food can control people. You notice that word control. He who controls energy can control whole continents. He who can control money controls the world. That, the word in there is control. That's what they want to do. They want to control us. Okay, so how can they better control us with electric cars? And that's the point. Well, if you have an electric car, they can shut it off via satellite. If you have that OnStar thing, and most all of the cars do, that means it ha- you have a microphone in the car. That means if they want to, they can turn the microphone on and they can listen to everything in the car. They can also track you. They In the electric cars, more so, especially than the older gasoline cars. See, they want to get rid of all the older gasoline cars. That's the reason they're raising gasoline prices, where people eventually say, oh, man, that's costing too much. i got to park that gasoline car, and I've got to switch to electric. You watch. They will make the electric cars very nice. Uh, if you talk to my older brother that has a Tesla, he says that is the car. <laughs> and there's a lot of advantages to it. He talked to me better for several hours, and there's some advantages to it, but... There's some disadvantages, too. Now, I'm not going to get into the performance things. I'm talking about the control. With an electric car, as you know, the new 5G system, the 5G Internet is going to link with these electric cars. And there'll be a time, probably very soon, where you can get in your electric car and not just type in the GPS the direction that you want to go to, but the car will actually drive you there. Okay, so, yeah, that's really nice. We wouldn't have to drive anymore. We could take a nap on the way or not be able to go at all. Maybe your car wouldn't start or they're monitoring you because they, they want to be able to find us. Just like the Coverstone Dream said that they would, he showed that they were driving down the highway. They were using listening devices, satellite, and also infrared searching for people. Why? Because they want to find them. Because if they don't have that mark of the beast, they are going to do some bad things to them. They want to raise the gasoline process to get us to go away from gasoline cars. You may be saying, yeah, well, you know, they're not going to do that anytime soon. Okay, well, they understand that. These guys plan 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road where they want to be. But the point is, one of these days, they're coming to the position They're coming to the place so that if you don't have the mark, your car won't start. If your car does start, they know exactly where your car is. They know exactly where you are. They're tracking you by cell phone. They're listening to every cell phone conversation. They're listening to every Internet. They they know exactly where the people are that do not have that mark. Now, 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 let me say something else. When we first started Joseph's Kitchen, my thought was that this would be giving people food in a time of famine. And, of course, that's true. But it's not until the last week or so that it's really come to my heart that the real objective of Joseph's Kitchen is to have warehouses filled with wheat so that God's people can have food and not be forced to take the mark of the beast. Causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark on the right hand and their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, no man might buy or sell, no man might buy or sell. 
unless that includes food, unless he has the mark or the number's name of the. Okay, so what are they really doing? Have to remember the name of the game is control. Now, control for what? He controls food. Notice the word control. He controls energy. He controls money. They want control of the people. They don't want control of the people to make you pay income tax or to make you pay your sales tax or your tax on your car or so they can find you if you're lost, find you if you had an accident. No, no, no. One of these days, this is their goal. Now, I know you're familiar with the scripture. But let me show you and get you to think about something perhaps you haven't seen. A little deeper. 2 Thessalonians 2.3. Let no man deceive you. Now, Matthew 24, Jesus starts talking out, and he said, let no man deceive you there too. Many will come by my name, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Let no man deceive you by any means. You remember the other scripture that says that if it were possible, possible it would deceive even the very elect. Now, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day, what day? <laughs> the day when the Antichrist, the beast, which is more properly referred to as the beast, the day that the beast shows up. Don't let anybody deceive you. You're not going to see the beast. You're not going to see him until there's a great falling away first. Now, uh, I've heard some pre-tribbers try to say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, the word there is apostation. It's, it's talking about a catching away, a catching away. It's, it's a catching away. Well, Actually, apostasia doesn't mean that. It means a defection from the truth. That's the definition of apostasia, the, the Greek word there. Means that a lot of the Christians will no longer be following the truth. Wow, well, how far are we from that? Well, I mean, right now we have a lot of folks that think there really is a time that Jesus is going to return in the sky and suck them off the earth and they get to go up into the sky to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Never mind, that's a misunderstanding. And I'm not attacking them. I'm just saying they should get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, so they can understand or or how Pre-Trib 1, either one of those books, will explain to them how it all really lays out. Anyway. So it's not, it's not a catching way. I'm not trying to get off on the rapture, and I'm not trying to attack the folks that have been taught that, or that is their understanding, because there was a day that I thought of a pre-trib rapture, too. I mean, you go to the Christian bookstore, and that's the only books you can find. So, you know, it's sort of not fair uh, when you're not given the various different choices. Anyway, they're kind of falling away first, meaning that there's a time when people is, are going to fall away from the truth. Okay, well, now, what about that? Let's look at churches. Uh, I was just talking to my daughter the other day. When we first moved uh, from Kansas down to Texas, Leslie and I wanted to take off. So we just laid off for a whole year before we started another church. Well, I didn't know that. This, this We just had a conversation. My daughter visited all kinds of different churches. Like she says, every weekend I went to a different church seeking a church to go to. And she says, uh, what's out there is is sad. I mean, they're not preaching the truth. They're using all of these perversion Bibles. They're trying to please men. They're trying to fill the pews uh, to get more offerings because they've got a big fancy building now. And there's, there's all kinds. But the point is, in the church, like the angel spoke to Dimitri, there's all kinds of sin. There's abortion, adultery, fornication, sodomy, divorces, all kinds of sin. 
And he said, Jesus doesn't live in sin. He said, I brought you here so you could cry out loud. So is the falling away? Yes. I think it's well down the road, but I don't think it's as bad as it's going to get. I think that there's going to be a time when Christians, well, like Coverstone in his dreams, he saw that there's in the church, there's two different groups. There's the people set at the front of the church, support the pastor, support the message, want the truth. Then there's people at the back of the church asleep, looking at their cell phones, yawning, and they don't really believe, <laughs> even though they've been raised in the church, they don't really believe what they're hearing. So is there a falling away? <sighs> Unfortunately, yes. Now, you see, we want to see the bad guys dealt with, but the Bible says that the house, the, the judgment must first begin at the house of God. So before God is going to bring judgment, on the bad guys, he is going to bring judgment on the church. So that's when many of the Coverstone dreams say that there's great trouble coming to the church because we're in that falling away now. A falling away first and that man of sin be revealed, meaning we are not going to see the beast. We are not going to see the Antichrist until there's a great defection from the truth. We're in it. We're not fully in it. Who opposeth, now here's their goal. Here, this is important. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God. In other words, he is the exact opposite of Jesus. Where Jesus is love, he is hate. Where Jesus is put others first, it is put yourself first. Oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God, this is their goal, he as God sitteth in the temple of God. That's talking about the temple that is not currently erected. It'll be Moses' tabernacle that were found along with the Ark of the Covenant, and they will pull that tabernacle out. And like I, I said to one guy, I said, yeah, wouldn't that be old and dilapidated? He said, no, it's made of lamb's wool. He's good today as it was the day it was parked into that cave, and they'll bring it out, lay it on the ground, and the Spirit of God will enter into it. It'll stand up without supports. That's one of the miracles of the temple. So he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And that's the day that he causes animal sacrifice to cease. And that's when the image of the beast, which is, in my opinion, probably a clone, probably a half-man, of course, using Elon Musk, and he's talking about all of his, uh, the ways of linking the human flesh into computers. So it's probably something that will be linked into the computer's all accumulated knowledge of the humans and probably the, the devils, too. He has God. This is the goal. This is, their, this is where they want to go. So if you want to understand why the prices of oil are going up, understand this verse. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, it relates. You have to understand their goal. When you know where they're going, then you can say, oh, wait a minute. Ask yourself, so how does this relate to their objective? And then the answer comes out. The we can see then. Their objective, he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He wants to say, I am the Christ. I am Jesus. I am Vishnu. I am the avatar, whatever it is that whatever religion is looking for. I'm the answer to everything. And, of course, then the image of the beast, which is probably a clone again, is going to stand up, which is probably a future um, uh, pope, a false prophet, He's going to stand up. He's going to point at the beast and say, there he is. That's him. That's the man of God. That's the half man, half God guy. Everybody got to believe him or got to worship him. And 
along with the, the beast, then the false prophet, the, the, the pope, a future pope, is going to stand up and say, look, at everybody got to worship him or they should be killed. Uh, does the Bible say that? Uh, yes, it does. Revelation thirteen fifteen, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. Image of the beast? He had power to give life. Okay, so that means it's something that was not alive, but was made alive by human hands. Look at it again. He had power to give life to the image of the beast, or the clone. The image of the beast should both speak and cause. That means he issues orders. So this whatever, some kind of a clone, that's probably linked in to, I forget the word, uh, Elon Musk is working on it right now. So he would, he would not, uh, it causes meetings would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So the image said, you got to worship me, which I am the image of the beast, he's going to say. And he's also going to point and say, you got to worship him. Now, this image of the beast causeth. I like what, um, what one guy said. He said, Jesus came to him and he said, okay, if all of the Christians were raptured out, they're all taken. Who would the beast have to cause to take the mark of the beast? Because it says, and he causeth all to take the mark. Because if all the Christians are gone, then pretty much anybody that would be resisting is also gone. There would be little resistance. So it's another thing that just doesn't line up with the pre-trib rapture, along with many of them. But I'm not talking about that today. Which, by the way, I've talked about that several times. All you do is just do a search through our, our, our various inputs, and you'll find several times I've gone through that in detail. Anyway, it causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand. That's right here, okay? Right hand or in the foreheads, and then no man might buy or sell. No man might buy or sell. So this new quantum financial system, while I believe it will start off good, it's actually of the devil. I think it was the devil that gave humans the quantum financial computer, which is infinitely faster than anything humans have ever made. And as a result of that, he is going to get control of the money. Remember what Kissinger said, he who controls food controls people. He who controls energy can control entire continents. But he whoever controls money, bingo, can control the whole world. So that no man might buy or sell. That's control of the money system. Now, if what I'm saying is right, this might be very close. Let me give you a couple of headlines to tie it together. March 8th, HalTurnRadioShow.com, Russia retaliates. No exports for the rest of the year. Russia is saying, we're not going to export any more raw materials from Russia. No one gets anything. How does that relate to... And he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself. See, everything we see as watchmen, we got to ask ourselves, how does it relate to their goal? How does that push them towards their goal? And he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. How does that put the beast, the Antichrist, how does that put him on the throne? That's what we've got to ask. Now, next headline, same thing. Now, China is saying, if you think of the price of gasoline, diesel fuel has risen, he ain't seen nothing yet. Beijing tells China the state refiners to pause gasoline and diesel exports starting in April. Did you get that? Okay, so the Russians are no longer exporting anything for the rest of the year 
Then the Chinese come along and say, and we're not exporting diesel or gasoline. Why aren't they doing that? Because that's going to make the price of gasoline go up. And I'm not an expert in these things, but I'm going to guess we'll probably see 6 8 maybe $10 a gallon gasoline, unless, unless that internal revolution comes along and the good guys kick out the bad guys and stop all these plans. But if they get, if the evil people get their way, you can imagine $10 a gallon gasoline, $12 a gallon gasoline, what would happen to a lot of the gasoline cars? We would start saying, I got to buy electric. And that not only lines their pockets by you paying high crude oil prices, but it also puts them in control. Now, they already know where we are from our cell phones. They're, they can shut off our cars if we have electric cars. They can control where we're going. They, have, they would be able to have almost total control, 100%, 24 hours a day, over anybody they want to. How does that get them closer? Because then they want to have everybody bend the knee and take the mark. If we can understand, if we can remember that, then we are light years ahead in understanding what's really going on. Now, now, let's go on. So, in 2022, um, these are my guesses. We're wa- These are dates we're watching. I'm not saying, God told me, I'm not saying anything is actually going to happen on these dates. But, if God is following his uh, how do I say this? If if he's following the feast days, then these would be some likely things to happen. Now, I already explained in detail March 17th how Purim in the feast, is. this is a feast where Haman built the gallows for the prophet Mordecai, but at the last minute God switched it so that Haman was hung on his same gallows and Mordecai was blessed. So it's a picture of evil overthrowing good. Well, that's what an internal revolution is. It's, excuse me, I said that backwards. It's a picture of the good overthrowing evil. The good overthrowing evil. That's Purim. And this year, Purim falls on March 17th. So I am watching, and I'm asking you to watch, to see if the internal revolution spoken of by Dmitry Dudeman when he got back in 1984, to see if that internal revolution starts March 17th. Now, if it does... Then we have to say, hold it, hold it, hold it, time out, time out. If God made something happen on that feast, is he about to make more things happen on the other feasts? Okay, so if that is true, if God is doing these things on feast days, and that's the purpose of the feast days, then if we look at Passover, Passover is the picture of if you got the blood, you live. If you don't got the blood, you die. In the case of Jesus, he shed his blood for life. So a very logical thing to watch for April 15th of 2022 would be mass executions because that's the death day, okay? Passover, you should kill the lamb, all right? Then you jump to April 18th, first fruits. First fruits is a picture of leaving slavery, the slavery of Egypt, and moving to the freedom of the promised land. It's a picture of moving from sin, like the swift system we have now, over to the blessed system of the Q, Q, uh, QFS. Then if you look at the uh, Pentecost, Pentecost is a picture of the marriage. That was the first marriage where God said, 
I'll be your God if you'll be my people. And they said, yes, sir. So if that is fulfilled, again, a very likely thing that might happen on June 4th might be the good guy coming back into power, DJT becoming the P. Can't say those words. So then what about September 25th, trumpets? Well, trumpet, remember the dead in Christ shall rise first, okay, and all of that. And they shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. It is my opinion, uh, my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I explain all this, but the tribulation starts and ends on the same feast date, which is the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. So, the, the Feast of Trumpets is the day Jesus returns with the morning star. He blows the fire out of his mouth, goes to the center of the earth, explained all that, sets the foundations, the mountains on fire. It burns the tares as it hits us. Out of our belly flows rivers of living water, and just that quick, we get a glorified body. We go from a mud body to a light body, and that is eternity for us. We get all of our mantles, our crowns, rewards at that moment, and for at that moment, for us, eternity begins. So, Feast of Trumpets is a picture of judgment by fire. So trumpets is judgment, just like uh, Passover is judgment, whereas Pentecost is a picture of marriage coming together. That's the marriage supper of the Lamb. Okay, So it's very likely to see if the tribulation starts in 2022, and I do not know for certain that it will. I suspect strongly it will. Let's put it this way. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm a watchman. You're a watchman. I'm watching these dates. We can't say for certain anything specific is going to happen on them. I, I do not think that God has spoken to me clear enough to be able to say anything is going to happen on those dates. As a matter of fact, let me say it again. I do not believe that God has spoken to me clear enough and plain enough to be able to say absolutely anything is going to happen on those dates. But if that if the eternal revolution comes on about or around March 17th, then we start looking at April 15th for mass executions. We see that. Then we say, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> this is important. Then probably April 15th is the new financial system. Then the new marriage, the good guy comes back in power. And then in retaliation, again, we, uh, the, the Moloch and Baal worshippers said, we've ruled this planet for thousands of years, and we'll destroy it rather than give it up. That's the suitcase nukes. So they see that they've lost. They see that the good guys have kicked them out, kicked them out of the finances, kicked them out of government. And so as retaliation, they set off suitcase nukes somewhere around the ballpark of 35 of them, probably over the process of all in one day. They go off pretty much all at the same time. So suitcase nukes, and that also may be the day that tribulation starts. Now, I don't know that that's the way it's going to play out. I'm not trying to say it is. What I'm trying to say is, for all of us watchmen, these are some things to watch for. So we're going to watch. Ezekiel 33.6 says that if the watchman sees the sword come and he doesn't blow the trumpet, then the blood of those people is on his head. So as a watchman, I'm seeing these things. Can't guarantee a, a thing is going to happen. But then there's nothing in the scriptures that says that the watchman has to guarantee that the sword comes. It's simply if he sees the sword, he's to blow the trumpet. 
So I'm blowing the trumpet. I can see a high probability because you go to Samson, it was a house cleaning. The good guys kicked out the bad guys. Then you go to Gideon, it was house cleaning. God caused the Midianites, who were like grasshoppers on the side of the mountain, to start fighting each other. It was a house cleaning. You go to Elijah. Elijah says, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And the Moloch and the Baal worshippers and the prophets of the groves couldn't get their God to answer by fire. It came down for Elijah, so they grabbed all, all the Moloch and Baal worshippers, all of the, uh, the prophets of the groves. They took them down to the book, Brook Kidron and slew them all. So it's a house cleaning. What Russia is doing, going into Ukraine today, it's a house cleaning. He's cleaning out the pedophiles, the child uh, sex trafficking rings, the evil, and the, uh, I can't even say about all of it, but there's, there's, that's what it really is. Uh, Russia doesn't want Ukraine. He's not trying to take over Ukraine, but I think after he's conquered it, and that is the process of what he's doing now, uh, based upon Daniel chapter 7, and I saw the bear had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said, and, and there was, and they said, arise and devour much flesh. So what the prophecies say is after Russia, if this is the prophecies, and I believe it is, after Russia overcomes the three nations, which are probably Latvia, Estonia, and Ukraine, it doesn't stop its rampage. Then it will come over and attack America. I don't think it's this year or next year. I think we have several years yet. But then God raises up China, Japan, and many of the nations that will go against the Russians, defeat the Russians, back them to the gates of Paris, where they sign a peace treaty, but they make the Russians their leader. Under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack Israel. That's Armageddon. So meaning, World War Three that started on 2 of 2010, excuse me, try it again, 2-22 of 20-22, not an accident. So World War Three that started February the 22nd is going to go until Ukraine is cleaned. It'll go through the cleaning in America, the internal revolution. It'll go until Russia attacks America. It'll go until uh, all of the nations overcome Russia, but they make the Russians the leader. And it does not conclude until Armageddon, until Jesus returns. Unless he returns, no flesh would be saved. So, watching these dates, very important. Very, You, you should write down those dates. Or, or do something, grab it, grab, make sure you get those dates. But watching those dates, whew, man, if they start coming to pass, that's big stuff. If the internal revolution does take place on March 17th of Purim, it is very likely that September 25th of this year, and I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, it's very likely that this would signal that this probably is the year that the tribulation would start, which is another reason why I think God has raised up Joseph Kitchen. <laughs> so, let me talk about that for a second. I'll, a 60-second story. I watched a video of this lady talking about the benefits of getting your own wheat berries, grinding them to flour, and putting them into a bread machine, pushing a button two hours and 20 minutes later, you have a nice, hot, wonderful-tasting, wonderful-smelling loaf of whole wheat bread. 
Well, I didn't know where God was going with it, but I said, okay, let's try it. I ordered. I made a couple of loaves of bread. Leslie and I make it, made it. And she's, well, if we're going to do this, you better order a bread machine because I'm not going to do it. need it. I'm not going to do all the work to make the bread. So I did. And we started making loaves of bread, and we really liked it. We discovered, actually, that it just might be the perfect f- food for a human. Remember, Jesus said that um, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Well, he may have been saying that most people in his day, that pretty much is what they lived off of, was bread. So it's very nutritious. Now, I don't think it totally covers everything that the human diet needs, but probably most of it, enough that it is what God chose for the seven years of famine. Remember, there were seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. During the seven years of famine, what was it that people ate? It was wheat, okay? So what Joseph's Kitchen does is it gives you the wherewithal, the recipes, and teaches you how to take wheat berries, grind it into wheat flour, real wheat flour, and make a loaf of bread. One slice in the morning, one slice in the afternoon sustains me. Now, yeah, I can eat three. As a matter of fact, yesterday I had four slices. And I was surprised because I was able to get get to sleep by 11.30 or 12. But if I eat four slices, most of the time I have so much energy, I can't get to sleep till 12.30 because I mean, that's what it does. It gives it gives the body strength, durability. Uh, my body loves it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a lot of that other junk food. Give me bread. Give me a slice of bread. I want a slice of bread. And yes, it's good tasting, but it's like my body is craving it, especially now that I've been eating it now for six to nine months. But it is really famine food. See, because what happened in Egypt, the first year of the famine, everybody planted the same grains, but there was no rain, no rain, so they didn't come up. The next year, they bought some more grains. They planted them again, not understanding that they were in a famine. And this is kind of where we are right now. Most people don't understand we're in a famine. But they didn't come up again. So the third year, they said, uh, we, we, we've got to go buy some wheat. We're not planting it. We're eating it this year. And so they went there, and they said, well, what do you got? And they said, well, we got gold. we got silver. So the, the third year, they took the gold and silver. The next year, they were out of gold and silver. So they said, well, I got land. So the fourth year, it was land. Somewhere in the fifth or the sixth year, they said, we'll work for food. And that's where Egypt got a whole bunch of slaves to build the pyramids and to build up Egypt because it was the wealthiest, strongest nation on earth. I mean, they were having drinking vessels of gold. I mean, even the the Pharaoh's chariot had gold-covered wheels on the chariots because very wealthy because the entire wealth of the whole area, the planet then, all came to Egypt. Why? So that they could eat. Because at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is air. Uh, three minutes, no air, and you're a goner. Second thing is water. Three days, no water, you're a goner. Third thing is food. person can go about 30 days without food. About 30 days without food. That's the three, the three, the three. But one of the most important things is food. Now, in an emergency, most people die because of contaminated water. So I'd recommend you go to prophecyclub.com. And yes, we have some Berkey water filters in stock. As a matter of fact, the guy that owns the Berkey water filter chain is a very good friend with Prophecy Club. 
Matter of fact, he used to be a table worker at our meetings back in the 1990s. And so he sees to it that we have a pretty good supply of Berkey water filters. So if you need a water filter, I'll send you to a, a Berkey. But if you want to have food, Joseph's Kitchen, I believe, has the biggest answer. Because most of the freeze-dried food, most of the other long-term storage, survival food-type things, most of them are like nine or – go and check it out. I mean, if they do have food, and a lot of them just say out of stock. But if they do have food, most of them are nine or $10,000. Now, get this. One person, one year. Nine or $10,000. Joseph's Kitchen can do it for you for about a 1000 bucks a person. Okay? You get a – Two people, one package for a thousand bucks, and then you got to have the mechanicals. That's another six or seven hundred dollars. Shipping and taxes, everything, eh, around two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars to feed two people for a year? Yeah, or you can get four people a year. You can get six people for a year. Josephskitchen.com. Why? Because all of the signs are saying, this is not a joke. End times here. I believe God has laid in my heart to do this Joseph's Kitchen thing primarily so that his people have the food to resist taking the mark of the beast. Let me say it again. I believe that Joseph's Kitchen is able to show people how to use wheat to eat and to live off of wheat. So they have food They can't be controlled by food, and they don't have to take the mark of the beast. Josephskitchen.com. You want to get a set of mechanicals? I think they call it machines. Machines package. Got to have that, okay? But, you know, buy it one time. And then after that, you just get the food. And then you can get the two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. It depends on how big your family is. Or if you're trying to take care of some of the other neighbors or some of the other children (laughs) that have left the home, you know, are going to come back to the home. Anyway, go check it out. Josephskitchen.com. Josephskitchen.com. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much, he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com, where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Berkey Water Filters have arrived. See, most companies these days are out of Berkey water filters, but we just got a new shipment. Berkey water filters at prophecyclub.com. I encourage you to sign up for Train the Prophets training class that will be April the 21st to April the 24th, 2022. It's not just for prophets, nor is it just for apostles. It's for all those that are called to be in ministry. So that's April the 21st to April the 24th, 2022. Go to traintheprophets.com. Sign up quickly because there is a limited seating. Now, I need to tell you about an upcoming meeting that Leslie and I have been invited to, and I want to invite you to come to it too. So this lady out of Columbia, Missouri, has contacted us and asked Leslie and I to come and speak at a globe. Now, many of you know that it was once called Women's Globe, but this is both men and women speak. Don't get concerned about the name there. It's going to be us speaking at the meeting. Now, 
who's Leslie? Well, Leslie is my wife. She's a prophet, and she's a real prophet. She's not a blessed prophet. She is a prophet like under the Old Testament prophets. She's going to be talking on finding the courage to lead as a warrior and a second talk stuck in a rut hut. Now, the first one is kind of giving us courage to fortify our heart for the difficult times coming. The second one is how to not get down and depressed in the trouble that's coming. And she's also got a meeting coming up, Train the Prophets. While it's not all just for prophets, it's for anyone that wants to be trained as a minister. And it's coming up April 21 to April 24. You go to traintheprophets.com, find out all about it. Then I'm going to be talking on two topics later on that afternoon. Noah's Ark confirms the Bible. We've talked about that, so I'll move on. I talked about it briefly. I'm going to be showing you pictures and everything. Also, I'm going to be talking about my new book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast, show you what the Mark of the Beast looks like, the number of his name, and all of that. Now, if you want to go, it's April 2nd, 2022. Doors open at 9. I'll speak. Actually, Les talks from about 10 to about noon, and I take from about 1 to 5 in there. Registration is $25. That includes lunch. It's at the Drury Plaza Hotel Columbia East. You do have to call and make reservations. So to do that, go to prophecyclub.com. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card and it helps your profit. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.